0: Hello 2 2 Hello chat chat 2 industry. <laughs> industry <Chat>. Industry <laughs> <laughs> Industry Industry <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Industry Tactics. My name is Friendly Rich. I'm the host of the podcast and if you're new to the podcast, welcome we're happy to have you. This is a talk with, uh, I've, I've done about 121 of these, this is the 122nd episode, talking with uh, interesting musicians, in uh, mostly in the greater Toronto area, but we expand, we're going beyond that, thanks to the miracle of Zoom these days. So, welcome, and uh, for those of you who are regular listeners, welcome back. Hope you've been digging that um, new video that I just put out called Animal Farm. That's a tune that I co-wrote with my friends, The Bird Brains. That's Michael Herring, Rebecca Hennessy, and Dave Clark. Little pandemic collaboration. So hope you're digging that. And the new video done by Martha Colburn out in Los Angeles. So thank you, Martha, for that beautiful piece of work. Today, my talk with Mike T. Kerr. Who uh, you know, kind of, as we learn in this episode, hails from all over. Currently, uh, he calls Nova Scotia home, but he's living in Toronto. And his roots uh, begin playing a door, and not the Jim Mortison type, but an actual door. This guy uh, is an incredible guitar player. His knowledge of uh, of the instrument and of music is uh, is is really really inspiring and stunning. He studied at Berkeley. This guy's the real deal, and his music—he's—he's he's got a very musical and mobile family, and we learn about that. And his uh, boy, we talk about his album of the month club. So get into it. This is my chat number one hundred and twenty-two of Industry Tactics with the great Mike T Kerr. <laughs> Dying to get going with Mike T. Kerr. Welcome to Industry Tactics. Rich, thank you so much for having me. Oh man, it's an honor. Let's crack open the skull. <laughs> He's wearing a, a shirt that says Howlin' Wolf.
1: Howlin' Giant. What's this shirt all about? Howlin' Giant is a, a band from Nashville. They're friends of mine. I, I toured with them Cool. two or three times on bass. I played bass for them for a while.
0: Oh wow, wow, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Nice. You are. Um. You. I remember meeting you at the Cameron House years ago. You were just this like ball of joy, and then it was like <laughs> it was just like like first encounter, you know. Like actually,
1: my first sh- possibly not my first ever show at the Cameron House, but my my first time kind of you know having decided to move to Toronto, I believe. Yeah. And I was I was sitting in with Jay's band, Jay Swinterton. Yeah. And, and you came up and, and, and that,
0: that was and the night. You, what are you serious? I remember, well, obviously I remember that night. So that was, that was the night I met you. We're talking about the same night.
1: Yeah. That's the night that like, I met nickel for the first time. Are you and, for and, real? And I had met Jay because this was like in August of 2016 or something like this. Fuck, you got and, a good brain. And I had uh, shit, man, I guess yep. fall of 2016. And I had been in Toronto on tour with yeah. A guy named Willie Stratton, awesome country artist okay. from Halifax. Okay. And he he was like the only Canadian that I knew at this time. because uh, I was coming up from living in the States. Um oh. and we played at at uh shit, not the Cameron House, the 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 Painted Lady. We played at oh, the Painted oh, Lady. Okay, okay, okay. And then went to the Cameron House and like saw it and saw Corin play or someone. And, my, yeah. and I was like, I was like, oh shit, like this wow. is this is what I've been, this is what they're talking about is the Cameron house. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, damn, damn. That's great to pick up on that energy. Mike is like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you were so, uh, you're the way you are now, you know, you uh, smile on the face. (laughs) And like, so are you, and then, and then someone said, um, and I've got this love thing going with Nova Scotia, like anything Nova Scotia, I'm like, yeah. Oh, it just feels a little friendlier, you know, M- must be in my name and my, my affinity for friendliness. But like, you were right there. <laughs> you're right there representing the ocean's playground. You know, you yeah, were like, yeah, yeah,
1: that's exactly right. You were like but, an
0: ambassador <laughs> for nice people. Is that who you are? Like, are you, you're Nova Scotian then? Is that it?
1: Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, Willie was from Halifax, but also my parents are from the Maritime. So I shouldn't say he's okay. the only Canadian I I, I know, is because my yeah, I was parents gonna are, say. are from there too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and they live in Bedford, Nova Scotia. Which the tagline for Bedford on the sign as you drive yeah. in on the highway yeah. is is uh, it says Bedford, a traditional stopping place.
0: Oh, which is just line. so
1: wholesome. You know? Great line,
0: great line. And, I'm in.
1: And yeah, and I think I want to stop.
0: I want to stop.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to stop here. And Let's find out stop here on. for
0: the night, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of my parents, we moved around quite a bit okay. when I was growing up, and and I think just the fact that like it moved around in Nova Scotia in the province, no, or? In, in between Canada and the states quite a bit. Like oh, I was wow. born in the states, then we moved to Ontario, then we moved to Quebec, then I moved down to Virginia and did high school in Virginia. Oh, you know, oh wow, oh you then really I moved, moved around? Yeah, you know this okay. kind of this kind of stuff, okay. and I think it created a sense of like, well, I can either not give a shit about anything because i'm not going to be here in two years nice nice or yeah like or i can be i can have a good time (laughs) okay (laughs) okay and and it kind of all lent itself towards like getting into this world of gigging and touring and meeting people and like you meet people who who you kind of instantly have to create a relationship with because you're at least working together for the rest of the night if not for a couple of nights you know yeah and then in a touring situation is like you have to be you have to be friendly because you guys are, yeah. are stuck in the van yeah. for however long.
0: Oh, I, I love your spirit. And and by the <laughs> way, by the way, gentle listeners, you're listening to us right now. We're going spirit to spirit. Um, I'm I'm tele teleborging into a Aston spirit on my end and he's spitting it back into <laughs> an Aspen spirit on his end. That's right. This, today's episode is sponsored by Aspen Sparratt.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And, and spirits. check this out. Oh, yeah, I filled her up. I filled her up, Mike, with <laughs> a little bit of spirits in the spirit. I was going to say, is that like, is
1: that rinsed detergent? What is
0: that? <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking gasoline out of a, of out of a, now yeah. this is only um an audio podcast, but I've got these beautiful little shot glasses. little bikini gals little bikini gals yeah yeah it's getting me through the pandemic (laughs) um so are you are you a dual citizen i am yeah all right we're dealing with a dual. yeah a lot of paperwork (laughs) okay so um what what made you travel so much as a a child what what did your parents do what what
1: um my dad was was working for a large cement company and kind of was in distribution and, and stuff like that. And I think they just kind of kept, kept moving him around and uh, he just, you know, he kept getting promoted, I guess. And, and and it just became this kind of thing. It was like about five years in each place, I would say.
0: Now, when I hear cement, I hear, I think mob.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we did live in Montreal for five years.
0: Okay. So, so a little bit of Gattuso, uh, Tickle. Um, you know, that's I, that, you know no.
1: I, I I can't say anything. Um,
0: I right, never mind. I can't
1: repeat in court. You know.
0: Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So so transient, kind of moving around. But your parents did settle. Like they live now. Are they still with us?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're <laughs> and they're in, uh, okay. in Nova Scotia. They're alive and well.
0: <laughs> so they stayed for more than the night in uh, in Bedford.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's a special they, spot, uh,
1: isn't it, Nova Scotia? It really, really is. And and I mean it's such in the Halifax area, I mean Halifax is such a just a gem of a city. There's just this this like excitement and also this bitterness or something. There's like, you know, you meet some pretty curmudgeonly people. Oh sure, sure, sure. But but as soon as you but as soon as you break just past that you find like some of your deepest friends, you know what i mean? Oh, nice. And it's it's got that kind of vibe to it. And then when you zoom out from Halifax and you mm-hmm. find like the the beauty in in Nova Scotia and the nature is just like absolutely yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah, the um do you do you would if you had to say you had roots somewhere, would would you say Nova Scotia or You
1: know, it's always because we've moved around so much, i think it's always just been wherever my parents wow. lived at the time. Wow. And so in this case I would say right now yeah my home yeah. my home home so to speak is yeah. wherever they are which is yeah. which is out in Bedford yeah Um siblings Yeah I have two brothers who are both drummers Oh shit Uh my mom is a music teacher Oh, beautiful! And she beautiful. has been. She has been like her whole life, and I mean, mm. she went to. She went to to university. She went to UPEI for for education and for music. And Ooh. she was telling me about like the audition tape that she recorded on her little
2: yeah.
1: cassette yeah. tape, you know. Yeah. And she played all the parts on clarinet and flute, and had to play all these different instruments to get into the education program there in UPI. And uh, she sat me and my two brothers down at the piano when we all turned, when each of us turned five years old. Mm. And and the the deal that she struck with us, which I think this is kind of the the biggest reason I even still do music today, mm-hmm. that she didn't say something like you know, you do a couple years of piano, I think it's, it'll be good for you, and then you can you can stop after that or whatever. Mm-hmm. She said yeah. specifically, you'll do five years of piano, and then you can switch instruments. Okay. And that was, like, the, the opening thing. That was, like, the deal that she had struck. And mm. because she sort of, like, built it in and implied that we would continue, mm-hmm. then when mm-hmm. that time came and we were kind of tired of the piano lessons and stuff, it was like we were already in the music and looking for other avenues to go down. And then I saw Forrest Gump when I was eight years old and found out who Elvis was and wanted mm-hmm. to play guitar. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. That, that... <laughs> All right. What a
0: weird... Uh... I mean, cool that you discovered it, but but interesting, through Forrest Gump, uh, <laughs> you don't hear that every day, that, like, no. here's the wormhole. It's amazing, though, where it comes from, right? Like, yeah. it's, you know, you, you could stumble upon it, but you fall in love with it, and you know, it's kind of interesting that you knew when it, when that was. I don't know if I can pinpoint it that precisely, as you just <laughs> say. You saw Forrest Gump in 19 19- when? In, in, I guess I was,
1: I, I was eight years old. Okay. So it would have been the year 2000.
0: Yeah. I mean, I still haven't seen that film, <laughs> but, uh but we're both in love with music and that's what counts. You know, I love it. I yeah. love it. I love, and I also love that your mom's a music teacher that says so much to me, you know, like just, and you make teaching a, a part of your practice as a, as a musician.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, Used to when I was living in Halifax before moving to Toronto, I was teaching at a shop and which mm-hmm. was very much like a m- m- more of a babysitting situation, which was you know the the parents whose like kid you know i don't want to say kids these days, but let's say it yeah uh kids these days you know they get out yeah. of school and then they're rushed to the swimming practice and then they have this yeah. and they have that and then yeah to To finally get them to agree to go to the guitar lesson, they get an ice cream cone from McDonald's and then get shoved in a small room with me for a half hour.
2: Okay, and
1: it was you know there was a lot of that going on. Okay, um, but on the other hand, I was doing like group classes and we were doing like group oh, wow. ukulele classes and stuff, which yeah. were really fun. Yeah, and I had a big whiteboard behind me and would draw
0: it's all about things. the whiteboard. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah would draw cool. things and we would play and cool. and and I would just get everyone singing and like you know group classes was really fun and. um, mm-hmm. Th- there was just something about the the sort of in and out kind of factory setting of of teaching in a shop that that made me say when i was moving to toronto well i'm i'm moving to toronto to gig okay. so so i'm going to see if i can do without the lessons and yep. just gig you know yeah and and i spent the next however long kind of doing that and doing the odd lesson here or there yeah and you know I got into a situation where there were a lot, you know, all of my friends now play music Mm -hmm. or write songs or do whatever, you know, they all do this kind of thing. And then maybe every once in a while someone would, a friend would like come over and we would spend an hour talking about a specific kind of guitar issue. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, on March 16th, 2020, uh, yeah, all the bars yeah. closed, all the gigs dried up, yeah, yeah, and it became a very much fallback on not fallback, Con- I guess, you yeah. know, fallback yeah. on teaching to yeah. to sort of like uh, yeah. open that up again. And yeah. honestly, I've been totally surprised almost at how at how much fun and how like connected I feel to everybody yeah. Yeah. via these online lessons. I yeah. thought my first instinct was that it it wasn't going to be. The same you know it wasn't going to be very good yeah yeah but i'm having like a, blast. You're a believer
0: you're a believer yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a convert you know um, I, I really enjoy it and 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 so
0: let's let's uh let's play some of your music for a second just uh throw us throw in anything into the mix what should let's cut to some of your music let's hear the master at work mike t kerr set something up for us
1: Okay, well, we'll listen to uh, the first track off of my instrumental album, which I put out last year. Yeah. Uh, It's called Spring Garden Bandstand, and that's the name of this song as well. Here it comes now, Spring Garden Bandstand.
0: Fucking great. And that's that's you. That's a that's a so what is that, Mike? That's a solo guitar?
1: Yeah, it's a solo guitar album, all instrumentals, um, finger style guitar, not a pick on there. And 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 that did you make that in pandemic land? So in December of 2019, yeah, I was home in Nova Scotia for the holidays. Oh, and my favorite like uh I would call them a brick and mortar studio as opposed to a home studio. Yeah. Uh, my favorite brick and mortar studio is hmm. a place in Dartmouth, right on Portland Street, called New Scotland Yard Studio. Um, nice, nice. It's kind of owned and operated by Joel Plaskett, who. Oh sure. I feel like you sure. must know. And yeah. uh, the wow. studio, the studio manager there is my friend Thomas Stager, who is just like an incredible, incredible. Uh, engineer and and technician and musician and uh, i played gu- some guitar on his one on his album and cool and he's and he recorded my whole first album which i recorded at new scotland yard as well wow anyways i was home for the holidays so i figured i might as well book some studio time there Aww. and i had the idea for this solo finger style instrumental guitar album that i really wow. wanted to do wow. and so i got about half of it done during that time yeah and then didn't know what I was going to do with it, put it on kind of the back burner for a little while. Yeah. Yep. And then of course I found myself totally stuck at home and buying a bunch of gear <laughs> online oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, and set up the little home studio at home. So I finished oh. recording it during the pandemic. Crazy. That's ama- a great story. Great story. So that, that track there that we
0: just listened to track number one, um, yeah. is that, is that, was that recorded in the original or, or at home? Track one is from the Before
1: Time session.
0: There you go, there you go. I'm glad to hear it. Well, no, it's nice. I needed to break the ice there a little bit and hear you, hear you play cool, cool, and, cool. and introduce that to our, our listeners. For those who haven't heard, um, walk us back when. So you get the itch. Your mom says, "I like how your mom lays that out. It's like this is how it's going to be: five years of piano, and then you can do it what you more more of what you want." So yeah. when you eventually start playing guitar um what's that like and uh and how do you kind of level up how do you keep leveling up
1: well i think because of my my mom's whole thing about being a music teacher and also sitting us down on those piano lessons kind of you know prepared me for for taking private lessons on guitar you know Mm -hmm. and being being open to instruction in that way it's sort of already built into to me and my system which i feel like is a great privilege because yeah you know my True. also you know my parents were able to offer that to me and support me in that way yeah um yeah. and so when it came time for the guitar lessons i got the guitar and
0: where are you living when when you get this guitar like what's This city? was
1: in Newmarket, Ontario.
0: Oh, so you, okay. So you did a, <laughs> you did a stint in Newmarket?
1: I sure did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like after Montreal or what?
1: No, before Montreal. After Michigan. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah there's you know there's <laughs> there's a little bit of a where in Michigan? You know, like, Let's oh, it. I was born in 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 Royal Oak, just outside of Detroit, yeah. and we lived in we lived in Troy.
0: Oh, I know it well. My yeah, brother-in-law yeah, yeah. is is in Michigan. That's great. Oh, man. Sweet. oh. okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> born. This boy's born in Troy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so, okay, so, so you, you start taking lessons in, in the dump that is Ajax Ontario. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're going to all these cultural landmarks and then somehow the concrete business done you wrong. <laughs> I, is it, is it, are you following the boom of like growth?
1: i what? don't know i don't i i don't know what it was i think it was just uh the the company the was, world needed paving the world needed yeah yeah country, exactly right? yeah, yeah yeah the company wasn't based in north america so i think it it, it kind of just had offices kind of all over the place okay and, okay you know just moved us around and cool. uh we were in new market and i and you're how old oh my god you know what i think we had moved to montreal by this point because okay. my first my first real guitar teacher who I would say like yeah. made that super super impact and kind of got me going down Here this go. particular a finger style thing was this classical guitarist named Ken Watson. Okay. And he lived, maybe still lives. I mean, I imagine he's still alive, mm-hmm. but, but I just I mean I think he might still be located in Bay Durfe, Quebec. And that's where okay. we lived, which okay. is on the West Island of Montreal.
0: Bay Durfe.
1: Bay Durfe, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay
1: and uh ken ken watson was an unbelievable guitarist and he also built guitars oh great and we had this little you know cheap kind of little kind of kid model guitar that i was playing yeah And and then he was like oh well i have this classical guitar that i built that i that what he did was he sold it to each of his students, and then and then when it was time for them to either move on or get a new guitar, he bought it back from them and the gave fucking, it to another student.
0: The Watson Ponzi scheme here. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus,
1: I've never looked at it like that. But I I, th- I thought it was much more wholesome than that. Oh and yeah, he, uh, and he built it out of an old door, and it was this like you know oh, nice. beautiful now we're like talking. it was like a hand built instrument that he. Wow you know, just lent basically to all of his students. And it was, it was totally awesome. And so I played that for quite a while. Uh, Very cool to say that you're like, I started playing a door. Like, it's kind of neat, eh? You know, it's a tone secret that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, But, but
1: he, so, so, so he kind of gets you into classical or? Yeah. And he, he, we did a deep dive on the classical stuff and I studied with him Up until up until we moved um, up until we moved away, I think, or at least until I got into high school, I guess. But um, I studied with him for at least three or four years. Okay. Um, and and the the great thing about Ken Watson was like, we I would go go over to his house for some lessons. Sometimes he would come to our house or whatever. Yeah. But if I if I ever went over to his house for a lesson, he would send me home with a CD of something. You know, yeah, and I would be like asking him these questions, like, "Oh, I heard about you know this person or this person," because I'm hearing about you know I'm talking to people about guitar and stuff at school yeah. or whatever, and names yeah. are popping up. Yeah, my my big brother was a huge part of like what I was listening to was all trickled down from stuff he was listening to. What, what, what you was know? he into?
0: What kind of stuff?
1: Well, it's like he would, you know, if he was into if he was into some like some metal you know, yeah. stuff or like some Metallica or whatever, that okay. would trickle down to me like a year later. And okay. if he and if he was in like a punk phase, that stuff it would hand trickle me down, down to me hand after me yeah. Down
0: music. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So I mean he neat. introduced me to some of my most favorite bands like Minor Thread and and Dinosaur Junior is oh, one neat. of his favorite bands and one of my favorite bands. Neat. Neat, neat. Yeah. And neat. that's all stuff that trickled down from him, you know. Okay. Um but anyways I remember specifically one time I went over to Ken Watson's house and he lays like a Muddy Waters CD on me, and it was some compilation. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like yeah. that that cool in that sense, I guess. But it was just like a greatest hits or whatever Muddy Waters. Now I'm suddenly opened up to to these sounds I've never heard before, and certainly never heard anyone discussing at school. Better than getting your uh inspiration
0: from Forrest Gump anyway yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: so, exactly yeah so
0: that's cool
1: that's cool so Ken. And that opens Ken was up. awesome yeah and Ken was yeah. just like always yeah. open to to trying different things and do and then you know I get I eventually get like an electric guitar and he shows me how to put new strings on it and stuff and cool like, you know he was like a total a total ment- mentor you know he, he I love was amazing it, yeah I love it yeah, it's so
0: neat just going through your teachers or like, or what really kind of hit you in, in the gut, you know, it's like, yeah. and so, um, so what, how old were
1: you when you first started playing? Like, are are you like in your teens or I was, I was 10 when I got the first guitar.
0: Okay. Okay. And
1: then, you know, with Ken all the way up until probably 13 or 14, I get my first electric guitar.
0: Yeah. And yeah. in grade Good.
1: nine, I don't know how old I was in grade nine. Yeah. But in grade nine, I switched schools because there was a girl that I knew there, you, and I I switched to this high school that had quite an arts program in it, and okay. the the incredible George Doxus. If there's any like Montrealers listening, mm-hmm. they know who George Doxus is. I feel like, mm-hmm. and he was the head of kind of the mute the whole music department. There. Oh, sick! And he had us working in a little jazz band at like eight in Here the morning before homeroom.
0: Here we go. Here and, we go. And
1: he was like an absolute monster. I mean, his son is, uh, I think his name is Jimmy Doxas and he was Oscar Peterson's last drummer. Oh my God. So like George Doxas is a total legend. And uh, and so, having, having him, what was so amazing about him was he would walk man. around the room and you know, we're all like 15 years old, like total yeah. nerds yeah. at eight in the morning, you know, just yeah. like have no idea what's going on, but he would walk ar- around the room take the trombone out of the student's hands and be like no 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 play it like this and he would blow into it and play this sick line then he would like continue around the room steal the trumpet and like blow a line and be like no no play it like this and then do the drums then do the bass and then get to me and pick up my guitar and And he picks up my guitar and he goes oh like i remember him so specifically saying like oh there's a small neck on this guitar he said it feels like a toy yeah. and i was like oh i guess i gotta get a new guitar now you know oh, wow. and uh and wow. then he played you know he was like play it like this and the way that he just had total musicality and control yeah. over the whole yeah. ensemble I love that. Was,
0: picture you're painting yeah, yeah it man. was really
1: amazing i mean he he was a legend and and again, what's his name again one more time george Doxus. george Doxus, cool yeah total legend um he unfortunately passed an, a few years ago, I don't know exactly when, but he uh-huh. was a huge inspiration to me. And again, Great. hanging around with him, you know, yeah. if I saw him in the halls or something where I had, you know, I could I could afford being late to a class by 15 or 30 minutes, I would run over to the music department and kind of just yep. see what he's listening to or ask him about some artist or like, yep. Yep. you know, I, I would try and get him to talk about like, oh, you know, what what's a Big spider song that i should hear you know or whatever oh. just try and coax some of that stuff out out of him because he was such a uh, a fountain you know a total wealth
0: what kind of a was he like was he a working musician slash music teacher or what like do you know much about what happened after hours with uh, i don't with know george
1: i don't know for sure but he had this thing that he did mm. and i don't want to like do any Injustice to his memory, because he because he's so yeah. amazing. But yeah. he did do this thing where he would say, like, I've been in this industry for 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. And he would say that about the music industry. Then one time he was explaining to us, we were about to go to N- New York on a trip, and he was explaining to us how to... Um, like some table manners because you know we're all just shitty teenagers yeah and and he was like i've been in the restaurant and i was in the restaurant industry for 30 years and he just kept saying all of these different things that he had done for 30 years and i was like if you add it all up you know he's 100 would have been 300 years old yeah yeah, exactly. exactly (laughs) and it was yeah so i have no idea about where he came from other than mysterious other than a great educator like a total uh, just someone who wanted to just give. I mean, the the reality up. of it is that he was probably in hospitality
0: while he was in music at the and doing it all at the same exactly. time to, to, to make ends meet. Oh yeah. I bet. Yeah. Um, good, beautiful picture though, of him walking around the room and just commanding it. Hey, eh? like that's, that's, that's what any band leader aspires to do, you know?
1: Yeah. And also just giving us that feel of like, you know, we're in kind of a, a classic high school, like, um, concert band kind of setting
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know these trombone playing kids or whoever you know yeah. um and they have that certain way of playing the notes that are on the sheet and george doxas is sitting there in this little jazz ensemble with us trying to say like well you don't have to play it exactly like it's on the sheet you know nice, nice and nice. that was that kind of thing that okay that, so you that really started some us of that up.
0: And who are you listening to in, in high school as, as you kind of go deeper into the well? Uh, like, what are what are who's changing your world at that point?
1: You know, at first it was all guitar players. I was just like obsessed with the sound, you know, these strats and these like electric guitars and these kind of wailing, like crazy sounds. So like when you listen to Muddy Waters guitar tone, mm-hmm. you know, he's playing You know, at a certain time, he's playing those all those weird old silver tones with like gold foil pickups and stuff. And then he's later in his life just getting into a telly because I think he was looking for something that was just as ice picky, you know, and those kind of wailing tones. And then uh, T-Bone Walker kind of came into my life. Mm. And T-Bone Walker to me was just this. Just total, total class and like Full, full control at all mm. times. And I think Muddy Waters, one of the great things about Muddy Waters was that y- there were some times when you didn't know who was driving the bus. You know what I mean? It could go off like at any time. Like it might fall off the track whenever. Mm. And it never does. Like it kind of always has that, but that kind of frantic energy yeah. to Muddy Waters. I felt like T Bone Walker had like control to his playing and his tone. And he was just like mm-hmm. always just so cool. And no one walks on stage like T-Bone Walker, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so he was uh, a huge one for me, but obviously yeah. I, I, you know, I have to mention ACDC because you just ran the gamut there. So, but,
0: but, but, but <laughs> like, but like are others, what are your peers saying? Like, are did you,
1: what
0: you know, how student were you then? Like, well, like, did you have I a I found a lot a of, of, uh, of yeah. A clique. Uh
1: unlike-minded people, like musicians, like I found a lot of kids who were into the classic rock stuff, you know. Sure. And we were we were listening to Appetite for Destruction and and Power Age, the greatest AC DC album, 1978. Okay. okay um, it's like one that I go back to all the time. Uh and I had my friend named Zach who who burned me all of AC DC's albums on separate CDs, you know?
2: Yeah. interesting. And
1: it was like, that kind of stuff was like, that's what we were talking about and doing. But okay. my, my guitar lesson stuff was always, I felt like yeah. for, for a long time, especially as a teenager, while you're still trying to figure out how to talk to other people in the world, yeah. it was sort of like something separate mm-hmm. that I sort of did. I sort of did on my own.
0: Cool, man. You put you, you, were you a hardworking like student?
1: Oh God. No, 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 no. Had no interest. As, a, as a, of I, guitar? Oh, guitar, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, I think because I had kind of built up. The, I'm glad
0: I, had, I caught you there before you <laughs> jumped off the cliff of like,
1: yeah. oh, hell no,
0: I was the worst. But, okay, okay. Well, we know how your uh, your other academics went, apparently. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. No, But, but I think you because were thick, of the, the guitar. Yeah, and because of the whole, like the way that practicing and lessons had kind of been 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 kind of scheduled my whole life Mm -hmm. i was open to 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 doing that now when the french tutor came over i would have total fits you know i could i couldn't couldn't sit down yeah because that sucks you know (laughs) are you
0: um are are
1: you playing in bands and stuff like that in high school mike or yeah so my brother my big brother my big brother starts playing drums, you know, mm-hmm. right around the same time that I get my electric guitar.
0: Fuck. Right but, on. So
1: that's a, you know, that's a nightmare for, exciting, for, any, yeah. for anyone within a hundred kilometer radius. Right. Uh, and, and we're, we're rocking. We have a little band. Oh great. Uh, our friend Brian is playing bass and singing. Mm. Um, we, are you ready for this band name? Here we go. We were called Irregular Weather Patterns. I like it. Deal with that. <laughs>
0: i'm trying i'm trying okay
1: and you know we did things we 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 covered acdc songs and we did like weird stuff and we wrote songs and like riffs yeah and uh you know i i was playing i was playing an ibanez Artcore. i had this like oh. big arch top guitar but i was playing it through like a fender front man cranked all the way up with the bass all the way down wow you know just total wow. ice pick angus tone okay and it was uh you know, very cheap Angus Tony. It was, it was honestly, I can't imagine what we actually sounded like, but I thought it was. Yeah,
0: like, man. But those memories of, of irregular <laughs> yeah. weather patterns, like yeah. that stays with you, right? I think you always, no matter how far you go with it, you, I think you want to preserve that, that, you know, yeah. that, that, I don't know, there's something about it. Like,
1: yeah. And there was, there, you there, know, something, there was like this this thing about it, it seemed to me in this little bubble of like being an isolated kind of nerdy teenager yeah that there were people out there doing this where they, where they were making their own bands and putting yep. on shows in like community yep. centers and stuff it just didn't seem to be around me that it was that it was happening it was happening somewhere else all the time you know right. what i mean so i think it was great nine or grade eight or something in there yeah there was two years where i spent going to this really really tiny high school Mm -hmm. in 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 ddo in quebec uh you know in in montreal um and i kind of wanted my new band to play a show so we organized this 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 little mini festival neat man and kind of just started asking around for who had a band and who wanted to play. Right. And we we ended up with, like, finding all these people that we wouldn't have maybe even talked to in other situations. And we put on, like, an eight-band show. In the, the, art of, the art of making friends. I mean, I yeah. just think
0: music lends itself this DIY feel. I'm so glad you're tapping into it because it's like, I don't know, man. I think music does that really well compared to... Other ways of just building community or making friends, like I just think that's so great what you're you're talking yeah. about doing, just and making the opportunity yourself. Like, so where did you yeah. throw that show on? Like that that eight
1: that eight was eight, at you know? the gym in the high school. <laughs> yeah, great. And, this, and you know, this was a this wasn't the big arts um, yeah. high school that I went to where George Dox's worked. This was like this tiny high school in in DDO, and <laughs> I think the whole school was like maybe a hundred people
0: did you get a uh, Did you
1: get a good crowd to come out
0: to this festival I don't
1: remember but I feel oh. like we did you know I yeah, feel in yeah, my yeah, heart that we yeah, did you yeah, know what I mean yeah, but yeah. I remember like my you know our, our my English teacher was someone who really kind of supported me and appreciated me as as someone who was like you know creative leaning let's say yeah nice and who was definitely not interested in any of the other teachers or classes at the school, you know, but she was someone who kind of fostered my like creativity a little bit and helped me get it all organized for the, to use the gym on this day and stuff oh, like this. And like, you know, kind of, kind of did the, uh, the paperwork for me. Important people like that in your
0: life, eh, that kind yeah. of belie- believe in, in you, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I feel super privileged that I've uh, you know I, I've only made it this far because of that because of my teachers and like my parents support and like the people mm-hmm. who say like geez like man you're really not good at much else are you so oh, we better oh. we better just help you get this going that's great that's <laughs> great yeah 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 All right, um wh- why do you feel
0: like you know that feeling you get you know like um why do you continue to do it like what um what is it about music that really keeps you in love with it
1: well rich i mean this is a really interesting time to ask that you know what i mean because for the last year i cycle through you know a weekly <laughs> panic attack of 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 looking at myself in the mirror and being like this this was all a joke like this was fun while it lasted mm. but it's but it's time now to you know if if, if i'm ever going to recover from this hit that we took Mm -hmm. Like I just got to quote unquote, find a real job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then like, honestly, as soon as I have that thought and, and and I'm deep in that hole and I'm thinking this is it. And I'm on indeed.ca or whatever, applying for customer Mm -hmm. service jobs. Mm -hmm. As soon as I send that first application, a notification comes through that someone just like spent 25 extra dollars over the asking price for my album on Bandcamp or whatever yeah with a yeah. note that says like hey uh you know i just found you on spotify or whatever well, and well, i went and i wanted to support you and and, yeah. and looked you up and love your stuff and you know my dad yeah. was a guitar player or whatever whatever the go. the story is whatever the connection is that it always happens seriously it always happens right when i'm about to like hmm. just totally give it up that's charming or I someone mean, yeah or someone you know reaches out and says like Hey, do you want to be on my podcast or whatever? Do you want to do this, you know? Or someone yeah. someone else asks, like,
2: yeah,
1: hey, my friend told me that like you give guitar lessons and I've never tried it online, but I'd love to, like, yeah, yeah, check yeah. it
0: out. Like, it, it keeps you, it keeps when, the, it, keeps yeah, it moving, yeah, exactly. And just yeah.
1: every time that it happens, and every time someone says, like, I love what you're doing, or I think what you're doing is cool, or whatever yeah. it is, yeah, it's immediately gas in the tank. You know what I mean? Yeah, and. Yeah. Me and my buddy, you know Corin Raymond, sure, I've played a lot of shows with Corin, and we've done a lot of time in the car together, oh, <laughs> and nice. one one thing that we talk about a lot is that like that 20 dollars or whatever it is yeah. for your album, yeah, that 20 dollars to me might as well be like a brick of solid gold, you know what I mean? Oh, like nice. it's such It's such a gift, it means so much more to me than the person giving it out. Wow. Yeah, and it certainly yeah. means it certainly yeah. means a lot more to me than someone who's like on a salary and is like not yeah. in the yeah. industry and is kind of doing something else. Yeah. Who you know, the the every dollar like really given is is yep. is yep. that much more, I mean literal and figurative gas in the tank. I love it,
0: man. I love it. Those votes of like yeah, every every one of them is a is a is a is is a is a we believe in you is 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 yeah. a statement every one of them is a statement right yeah. um yeah um yeah man i know we're going to get into it but um i do want to unpack your uh and leave enough time to unpack your <laughs> album album a month madness that's yeah. been going yeah. on yeah yeah well know, but, i think
1: you know with the with what we've been going on right now and considering all the way through 2020 all my time scrambling and and panicking and thinking about getting a real job versus now 2021 i've committed to doing this totally kind of off the wall kind of thing and and putting an album's worth of material out like like obviously i've made up my mind on getting a real job i guess
0: when did that when did that hit you the 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 moment where you were like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna channel this energy and just like you know do an album a month when did that hit you
1: so at the end of 2020 we were i mean everyone was just feeling insane and i was definitely feeling crazy but we were lucky enough me and my partner emma were we're lucky enough to to have the chance to go back to nova scotia okay and we went and we quarantined for two weeks and then we stayed for like almost four months or something and we just got out of the whole Toronto thing because Ontario was like really not doing well at that time. Not that it's doing any better now. It's actually doing about twice as worse, four times as worse. Uh, um, but, you know, Nova Scotia was doing really well and we figured we could go out there, we could quarantine and we'll be kind of that much safer and that much closer to our families because yeah. Emma's family's out there too. Okay. And it just felt like the right move.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when we were out there for that time, it was like, I was working on music. I was writing things all through 2020. I was writing things and mm-hmm. and doing this, but almost every day whatever I had recorded, I would just throw away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I would just put it somewhere even if I just put it in a folder on a on a different hard drive like I would never open it again. Wow. And if I or I would just delete it, you know? I was just like doing stuff and then getting it about 75% of the way there and then being like, "You know what? Like Shit. that's yeah. like that was a cool idea, but I'm tired now and there's no point." Because what the hell am I going to do with this? Yeah, yeah. And so there was about a you know a year's worth of stuff of uh, doing that. And then when we got into Nova Scotia and I was there, mm. and had like you know my speaker set up and I had brought my interface with me and I had my guitar and was kind of recording stuff and making more videos and I was like, oh, this is like. It was just more and more fun to be mm. actually producing it. And, and, and basically what I started doing was just putting one minute long videos on, on my Instagram of me playing yeah. guitar. Like just yeah. writing stuff on the spot and yep. it, it only being a minute long kind of helped me finish it. Do you know what I all mean? All right,
0: all right, all right. Instead baby, of writing some step. kind of yeah, – yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. And so after doing that for a while, mm. I was like, oh, well, this is actually kind of fun. And then you know, getting more into producing my own stuff, and 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 just continuing down that road. And then as we approached the start of 2021, just thinking about like, what do I actually want to be doing with my time stuck indoors? Yeah. And what I want to be doing is making music. And so it became like, well, I might, I might as well finish some of this shit. Mm -hmm. And because. I have this I don't know what to call it. Uh you know, the, I, I have the the a little bit of the social media bug, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I wanna be I wanna be putting stuff out there. Okay. And and I wanna be sharing my music yeah and stuff like yeah. that
0: connecting still in this time yeah with people. i want to yeah.
1: you know I, I i do want to do that and You're i wasn't an i wasn't audience. doing that yeah, yeah i wasn't doing that all through 2020 sure and, I, and sure. I definitely lost my live audience you know that was you know i gone. i heard a thing
0: right after that march 16th 2020 from an artist i really i truly admire and like an elder you know and he said that the art coming out right now at that time, and I felt it too, was just artists. There was a lot of bullshit live streaming going on. Maybe not Maybe not so bullshit. I shouldn't mm-hmm, disrespect mm-hmm. it. But it was artists crying out for yeah. what was ripped away from them. And yeah. who cares about the quality? There was a lot of it, right? But the true art, I think, is the shit that comes after that ripple of like... Not that any of that wasn't true. Uh, you know, I'm not judging it for its value. But I think the deeper maybe more significant reflection on what the fuck has just happened yeah. <laughs> the the last year in 2020. We're starting to see it now in 2021. So it makes perfect sense to me that like you would have taken that much time to digest and figure it out, you know, and 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 bounce back. Like those one minute intervals kind of really resonates with me. You know, it's like
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think you're yeah. absolutely right. And 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 I felt that hmm even then, you know, feeling like Mm. there was that panic at first of like, oh my God, I have nothing to offer this space. You know what I mean? And then it's like, well, you got to incubate a little bit. You have to, if you're not writing, you're not going to come up with anything. You know what I mean? (laughs) You have to be, you have to be writing. I uh, think about that all the time that like, it's almost like a, like an, a, an, an addiction or something. And, yeah, and, I see and, it and also yeah. And also if you any day that you don't write, it's that much harder to get back on. It's like flossing, you know? Oh, shit. If 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 you just floss every day, it's no problem. But as soon yeah. as you skip a day, it's yeah. your fucking gums are bleeding and you're back on the you know, you're back off. And it yeah. takes that yeah. much that much it's that much more effort to get back on the wagon. Beautiful. So writing is very <laughs> Yeah, that's beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. So writing is very much like that. And yep. I think getting into 2021 feeling a little more confident in myself and feeling more like, okay, we, at this point, I can't deny we're in this for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And so I need to be doing this and you might as well set up a challenge for yourself. You know what I mean? Because putting, Had you it, seen- out, putting it out there on, putting it out there on Bandcamp, and like putting yeah. an album out and actually uploading it, you know what I mean? Now it's public doing that just keeps you even that little bit even if it's only two people that subscribe to the Bandcamp or come and look at the album. So w- what's the what's the model? It's it's album a month. Yeah, so the Bandcamp and you got to ba- pay Bandcamp Bandcamp has opened up this subscription thing which is kind of like based off of the Patreon model.
0: Is that but, what inspired you to to do it? Like what what drove you to or did you see another artist that
1: you love that did it or what? N- so I had seen that this subscription thing on bandcamp had opened up and people were doing it where okay. like, if, if they do put out a bunch of stuff like pretty regularly, yeah. they'll turn it on and just sort of, it's not really like, it just didn't seem like it was targeted towards anything. And, and the Patreon thing is like a little too much. Cause it's like, yeah. you, you know, you have to be, you have to be like really involved in there and be putting up pictures and like, and, yeah. and talking on there all the time, and yep. it was like, well, I yep. don't want to, I don't want to have a blog, you know right. what I mean? Because right. it's not two thousand seven, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. What, but, but what I thought was really cool about this Bandcamp subscription was like, here's this kind of really focused place where I can put this material that I'm Very good. that I'm working on, Very and it good. became like that kind of thing. It just, it just felt like a really focused funnel. And so the Bandcamp subscription is just fifteen dollars a month. And this was another part of the conversation was, at this point, you know, raising that digital price ever so slightly from the classic, let's call it $9.99 for, yeah, for yeah. a digital album. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do, do you want to get into the math of the number of gigs that, like, I, I yeah. had played in previous years? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It just felt yeah. like I just right. Right. wanted to... if if I. If I put that fifteen dollar price tag on this, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna feel much more committed to it. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. And, 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 and I'm gonna be giving it that and it's much not more.
0: Per, it's not perverse. It's not a perverse amount of money. So 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 let's do the math on that. I got my calculator right here. <laughs> so how many subscribers do you got? Let's fucking get into the industry tactics here. Let's get into Mike's In- industry bank taxes.
1: Industry <laughs> into the bank account actually industry I have couple, taxes industry taxes, taxes. I actually 15, have a, t, a couple T fours sitting right here. <laughs> Fifteen dollars a month times yeah. how many subscribers? I have ten subscribers right
0: now. He's got ten yeah. times twelve. He's already he's already pocketed eighteen thousand dollars. I might have done the math wrong. I might have done the math wrong. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> He's yeah. got eighteen hundred dollars in there. So, 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 do you, have you have you been thinking about this? Going like, shit. Like, what's my ideal number of subscribers? How many subscribers do I want to build this to? I ideally it's fifty.
1: See, at, like by the end of the here's the thing though is I yeah. kind of set myself up for shutting it down eventually because I said I was going to do twelve albums this year. Right. Because because what the hell else am I going to do? Has been the right. tagline. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. A good tag and now one. at the end of 2021, you won't. Keep if I have like album a
0: month every year, every every year of your life. Yeah. I if get
1: I it. have 50 subscribers, though, yeah. who are saying to me, "Hey, yes, and this month, why don't you do a death metal record?" Mm-hmm. Or, "Hey, you know, have you heard?" Uh, this particular guitarist from the Sahel region of of West Africa, you know, I have his phone number. Do you want to collaborate with him? If suddenly, you know, shit starts coming through, I may, I may be making an album every month for the rest of my life. It
0: could. Oh, that's so beautiful, man. To leave the door open to that, to see where it leads. It's like, yeah, if this is a new sustainable model that can be, I'm with you. I mean, do you fear, do you fear? Could, could I go on and buy one of the 12?
1: That's yeah, not so, I could. so some of them are okay. only for the s- subscribers. Okay, got it. Got and it. they're not public. But that's a lot cool. of them are going to be just public because, yeah. you know, it's stuff that I yeah. am extra, you know, I'm like particularly proud of or whatever. And okay. the stuff that's just for the s- subscribers is like the – I would call it the the really like fun stuff that's, that's – yeah ever so slightly more experimental. So like right now I've only got four out, right? Cause it is, we just yeah, passed l- April. Let's
0: play, let's play uh, a track off of one of the first three.
1: Yeah. Um, well, let's do,
0: we got to uh, play some of your Nintendo music.
1: Well, so that's what I was going to say is the, the Nintendo album is a subscriber only yeah. album and it's, and it's a uh, country and like swing guitar arrangements of, classic classic video game music from like the early days of Nintendo so let's 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 uh, cut to one of those (laughs) here it comes now some of the music from Nintendo a a tip of the hat
0: That's awesome. And thanks for
1: sharing that. What was that piece that we just heard? Um, I'm pretty sure that one that we just heard was the theme music from Super Mario Land. Oh, sick.
0: Um, And thanks for
1: sharing it. Listeners, you're
0: getting a sneak peek into the world of Mike T. Kerr. Go to, what's your band camp? Mikeketcur.bancamp. go to Mike Bandcamp and subscribe. It's 15 dollars a month. So for you, let me pull out my trusty calculator. that's 15 times 12. you get 180 dollars into the pocket of this this monster of a musician and you're and you're getting 12
1: albums. what a what a what a deal what a deal. <laughs> yeah and you know, of course it's like anything else in the industry or whatever uh, these subscriptions like you don't have to there's no yearly commitment here you can jump off whenever you want oh you're charged on a monthly basis or is it okay yeah
0: but it's cool man i really admire what i
1: what i I appreciate about about people kind of coming back for more every month yeah yeah please is is that i am able to to message only the the subscribers and i've already shared some like some videos that i made like f- produced videos you know with me playing yeah. and stuff like that yeah. with only the subscribers that like no one else on bandcamp is seeing wow. and we're kind of yeah. having little we're having little conversations in this kind of yeah this little clubhouse that's over here you build and- it
0: man you build it this community of 10 that will grow <laughs> you know i know yeah. no no no, no. Yeah, i, I yeah, appreciate yeah. look and i appreciate you saying 10 like i'm if it were me i would have been like oh you know like fucking maybe maybe bullshitting on the numbers I, it's an honest number and it's and it's yeah. a, it, it depicts kind of where you're at with this this new model but I, I see so much potential in it because those people want to be there with you and there's more of them out there so i would urge you to, to go to mike's Bandcamp. i'm gonna do it and and support him i think this is what it's all about right is is supporting our fellow artists who are clearly addicted and doing the thing they love. And, you know, we don't want to see you go to indeed.com and, (laughs) and, and, you know, like you're doing what you're meant to be doing in life with your, your path as a musician, you know, it's
1: speaking of other artists. Yeah. uh, uh, Another part of like, all this is the potential for the collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah using yeah. different themes across each month. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I kind of put on Facebook that I was going to do this yeah. in January, this was like January 2nd or whatever, I said, I'm <laughs> going to do this. I get a text immediately after posting that from one Nickel Robertson. Okay. And yeah. he said, he said, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, you're going to, you know, you're a big, you're big shot. You're going to do 12 albums this year. <laughs> but but can one of them be you and me? Oh, neat. And I was like, Hell yes, of course. Like, what That's do you want great. to do? That's and I was great. thinking we would do, I don't know, it would be easy enough to do some bluegrass stuff or just some duo guitar stuff or whatever. Yep. And he yep. was like, what if we did? And he just texted me this and it was like so specific. He was just like, I love Have it. Have you seen White Line Fever? And I was like, I'm familiar with the movie and yeah. the poster, but I've never seen it. And yeah. he was like, let's do a 70s country trucker movie soundtrack. Okay and i was like i got that text on like january 4th or something yeah. and that was our album in march that was the third album crazy crazy i love it <laughs> and and it's for a film that doesn't exist is that right well i mean you know that's for you or... to believe or not and it's and the, the record's called mother trucker yeah mother trucker 2 um looking for a back door damn mike let's um
0: if you don't mind us sharing that, as we'll go out with that one. Yeah, if you don't mind. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. Let's let's do that. Before we do though, um, I and I know we're 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 getting close to our time, but are you? Can you talk about so you leave that arts high
1: school under the tutelage of George Doxis? Yeah, and you go to Berkeley. Well, we went to Virginia first and I did the my ending of of high school grade 10 11 12 in Virginia oh, wow. at a pri- at a private Catholic school in Arlington, Virginia. Oh, and wow. this was like this was like the culture shock of of the century, you know, moving from Montreal, Montreal into the into the conservative heart of of yeah. of the richest county in the state of Virginia. Wow. Did it you was, dig it? it? No, it was extremely bizarre.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but the the discord house is in arlington and me and my friend joey used to drive by and see if we could find ian mckay on the street um, oh. we never did but i got really into punk music and stuff like that and the whole dc hardcore scene was just like amazing. wow and I, I got into all that stuff and um wow but i had a guitar teacher there who lived in gainesville um virginia we had to drive by bull run to get to his house okay um and uh his name was rick whitehead and oh. he is a, just a monster. And I really started my my <laughs> this sounds I was about to say jazz journey. And yeah, oh that's right. But boy. but as far as like really studying the guitar and getting into the jazz music and the old standards and like yeah. working on that that thing that I I do now more than more than anything. Yeah. More than you know, I, I kind of left the classical world behind mm-hmm. and, and, and moved into studying under Rick, that that's why I ended up at Berkeley. I think is because of because wow. of studying that stuff with Rick.
0: Oh, sick! Yeah, and and he pushed you in that direction. And you like, what was it like going to Berkeley? Like, did you were you? I don't know. Did you feel ready? And and was it right? A...
1: It it was in in, you know, intense, like totally intense, and and very concentrated. And like, you know, there were. Forty three hundred, you know, just over four thousand kids at the whole school. Jesus, yeah. and like, and like twelve hundred or fifteen hundred of them were guitar players. Ew, ew, like a huge. That sounds, no, like a, that, that a actually massive. sounds fucking gross
0: to me. Like that <laughs> was yeah. It sounds like a yeah. fucking nightmare. And how many of them are like? Uh, well, probably, probably less male dominated than than it used to be when I was at U of T. Like it was only, it was only, oh,
1: it was massively male dominated. It was still it was a still. mess. It was oh, a mess, it's probably it probably still is. Sounds um, horrible, you know. And it was like th- this this thing happened, though. I think because I mean, there were seventy guitar professors that you could take private lessons with yeah at berkeley to to account for all the guitar students right so when so every semester you're looking at at this massive list of of guitar professors and who you're going to like study with or whatever and you're you're hearing all this stuff about who does what and like there's this person that does this and like oh if you want to get into like slide guitar play you go to this person if you want to if you want to get into the the you know blues stuff here's this guy and like oh this is the guy that john mayer studied with or whatever you know there was all this like shit about all these guitar teachers yeah and it just became like what like what am i going to actually get from any of them you know did you have to
0: commit to like a six-month block or something or could you you... know
1: yeah it was like three months you know however long the semester is kind of like september to december and -hmm. then the next one was january to May so You could pick or whatever. a totally
0: different direction. For you could, you
1: semester. could pick a different teacher every time. And I did that okay. for the first couple of semesters just to sort of be like, yeah, why not? Who the hell are these people? Yeah. And then like, I think just like throughout my life, there's these pillars of these teachers that I find that just like mm. really, really I connect with and, and get a, just a super amount of, of sure. meaning out of. Sure. And I think it was like in my third semester that I was hanging out with these metal kids, these metal heads who like were in the dorm room next to me. Cool, and man. we were like, we were hanging out like all the time and, and smoking a bunch of salvia and stuff. And it was like a total mess and getting into tons of trouble. And just like, just, you know, being college kids. Yeah. And, and we would be like making music and stuff and like playing video games and all this. And this, this one metalhead head uh, named Jarrett was like, well, you should check out, we were talking about instructors and he was like, you should check out my, my teacher. His name's Norm Zoscher. And, okay. and I was like, uh, what's, what's the deal with him? Cause I was like, you know, I wasn't really interested in studying like shredding, you know what I mean? <laughs> and
2: yeah. he
1: was like, no, no, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to vibe with this guy. He's just like, he's like the, he's like the mad scientist. Like he's just the doctor, you know, he's wow. just a wow. weirdo wow. And, and he plays with his fingers. He doesn't play with a pick okay. and you should, you should check him out. Okay, and I just on that on that met, kind of yeah. rattled uh, referral. Uh, referral. Yeah, referral. <laughs> yeah. I went and signed up for a semester with Norm, and yeah. as soon as I met him, I mean, I mean, first of all, he does look like the Doc from Back to the Future, awesome. and um, and he's just like this wild, wildly musical madman who 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 honestly, I can't. He, he's so much more comfortable communicating when he's got the guitar in his hands, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we just like played stuff and we just, he, he, he dumped all kinds of sheets on me. Cause he's also very like technical yeah. in that way. He loves to write everything out. I have some stuff here. I have something here that literally the title of it says the everything sheet. Oh my, who knows? But anyways, Norm is like, was a total just phenom to me. And I, and I loved mm-hmm. working with him. And so we just played and played and played and, and talked about different things, and I would bring different ideas to him. And it was like, oh, I was working on this kind of finger style thing, and and then yeah. he would like, he would suddenly like whip out a lap steel and just start accompanying me. But the metal guys, Jarrett, like they were also
0: f- feeding yeah. off off of the same kind of. Yeah,
1: he was. He was totally. Jarrett was like totally getting all that energy out of Norm too, and putting it into his thing, which was, and that's like to me the it, perfect teacher
0: transcends the genre it's, exactly it's more you know, about but, yeah
1: yeah and, and that's like the the definition for me for a perfect teacher and also for a mm. great music great musician i like is it some, is someone who can hang in whatever room and translate their ideas like they can sing through their instrument no matter so
0: what. are you going to do that death metal album when we get to 2022 then do you, like is hey, it in you, you do know? you think like do you do you do you consider yourself to do to to be that kind of guy that wants to, or do you feel like you have more of like a lane way? Like I just finished talking to Nick Fraser and he's like, yeah, I don't want to be the,
1: um, what is it? Jack of all trades. Yeah. Right. You right. Know? You know, actually I, I've had this conversation with a couple of people because, you know, there was a time when I was sort of billing myself as this folky guy who you could hire on your gig and he would play guitar, mandolin and banjo oh, okay and i at some point before long long before i moved to toronto but at some yeah. point i just dropped i played a couple of gigs actually in toronto on mandolin but anyways i i, I just dropped that whole thing because i was like <laughs> you know i've just spent my entire life trying to figure out this fretboard yeah let, right. let alone those other ones and and i just sort of like left the whole thing alone and i was like there are mm. amazing mandolin players in town and amazing banjo players in town and the whole, uh, the, the whole multi-instrumentalist thing, like, unless yeah, you're, yeah. unless you're like, unless, from, you're, unless you're from, a, well, unless you're from a culture where that kind of thing yeah. is like specifically part, like ingrained, you know what I mean? Sure. Like there are just people who, who naturally sort of pick all these instruments up, yeah. but it's not natural for me. It's something I would have to practice. So I was like, well, I'm just going to practice guitar anyways. Yeah. And so that became a lane way.
0: Nice.
1: And then as far as the genres go, There are sounds that I really like, and there are there are metal albums that I that I love, um, and there's like some great doom and and and, you know some some of that stuff that I'm really into. Uh Do I have like the the energy to study? that album that I that I love that sound you know distill that sound and then make something that's actually worth it you know what I mean yeah yeah, or or would I just be you know yeah would I just be kind of trying to copy something that I don't fully understand Mm. and I think just you know even in the funny kind of way like saying like oh i'm going to do a death metal album yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah you still have to respect it you know what i mean yeah and, no, no, and no no pay no, the f- pay the respect to, to, to the source material you know Absolutely. whatever it is Absolutely. even if it's not like even if it's not even if it's not some like you know kind of traditional music you know yeah we still yeah. have to res- respect the roots of whatever style mm-hmm. how,
0: how many hours a day are, do you have a guitar in your hand on average
1: um i mean yeah at this point with guitars like around me at all times yeah uh you know it's usually like <laughs> emma works from home now obviously too
2: yeah
1: and, and so she works probably five six hours uh, maybe up to eight hours a day and yeah. so i would say i'm in whenever she's working i'm in here because i'm not over there bugging her you know yeah. so i'm yeah i would say i'm up around there anywhere between six oh. and eight hours a day
0: oh man oh. well i i uh we could we could go longer, but I, I think we, <laughs> I really admire what you do, man. I I wish you well as we try to figure this out and and stay sane through. I love the album a month thing. I, I just think it's so inspiring, and um, you know. Well,
1: Rich, I think you're you are a are actually like a. a, a pretty big inspiration to me because coming to Toronto and seeing you as someone who was putting together projects and like the Catholic book of worship stuff was like, <laughs> Oh my God. You know, cause I, I think about these things like, Oh, you know, yeah. I'm going to do a country guitar version of the Nintendo music, you know, like that comes oh. exactly from the same space that, yeah. that you're occupying, I would say. Right. And that oh, same idea of like, y- you know, just creating interesting moments and interesting, uh, like interesting ensembles almost you know
0: mhm mm-hmm. yeah man it's all we got so keep <laughs> keep keep at it keep punching and, and go to miketker.bandcamp.com to uh to subscribe and get into this thing we're four months in yeah so what's coming what 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 can you tell us is in the works as we uh
1: get into may well tomorrow april 23rd uh the the april album is coming out it's called Heart Pine valley Holy and it's shit. and it's all new songs that I wrote over the course of the pandemic, and and this is the first one where I'm kind of leaning more into the songwriting and my singing because oh, it's great. been mostly instrumental stuff so far. Cool. And this is all; these are all brand new songs that I've I've worked and like I'm thinking about writing in a whole new way because of this project. Oh, wonderful! And like actually man. putting some serious work into into working these songs out because I would say in the past. If I was writing a song like all the songs on my first album, which is also a singing album,
2: mm-hmm.
1: my first album's from 2018. It's called Guitar Regs and Country Ballads. Um, mm-hmm. all that stuff is like those songs I wrote in 15 minutes, you know. I just yeah. wrote them, they rhymed, and they were good enough. You know?
0: <laughs> now 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 you're now now you're is it. Different, I'm, wor- different, I'm working, you know, I'm yep.
1: working on the songwriting. You know what yeah. I mean? So this album yep. is like that kind of that kind of study, like what what do my songs actually sound like? And that's, yep. that's what heart pine Valley is. It's coming out tomorrow. Wow. And, uh, may. Wow. My idea for may is. Yeah. Go is hit us with it. Specific. And, oh okay. yeah, I guess we're just, on, I was going to show you this book, but I bought, but I, I bought this book at a yeah. shop in a little while ago. I don't know when this was in 2019, yeah. but I went out to Smith's falls, Ontario to play show. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was bumming around all day. Cause I took the earliest bus. Mm -hmm. possible for whatever reason and happened in on a little music shop and there was a book and it was just i didn't expect to see don messer's name there because don messer is a great maritimer and he's this great fiddle this fiddle king of pei you know okay and um and it was the don messer anthology of fiddle tunes
0: oh wow and
1: it was at this shop and i was just like i didn't expect to see don messer's name out here and i was like let's do it i picked it up brought it home and I just over the last couple of days have been sending the 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 co- table of contents yep. to all my fiddle playing friends oh sick and being like what are the tunes that jump out at you out of this collection great because I don't necessarily know the Don Messer yep. stuff or yep. like or like the more maritime stuff. but isn't that isn't that the places
0: music will take you is like hey I, I went to Smith's Falls I bought this anthology and boom what like a year and a half two years later yeah here yeah. we are. It, it, it You got to pay attention, right? Like yeah. the projects are all there and you can do it all in a lifetime if you space it out and, and stay exactly on, on the path, you know? And
1: don't throw anything out. You know? Yeah.
0: Don't throw anything out. You're exactly right, man. Yeah. Hoard it. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know when this is going to come out, but, um, let, we're going to end it on, uh, let's, let's queue up a track from the mother truckers release, your collaboration with Nicholas Robertson. Yeah. Here it comes now. What do you want to play from it? What, like what, what, what tune do you, do you know we'll the tune? Uh,
1: yeah, we'll do the, we'll do the first track. Uh, okay. Uh, Flight of the Fly, I think it's called. Track one from mother truckers. Here it comes now. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you, Rich. Great to talk. Be well. See ya.
0: Well, there you have it. That was Flight of the Fly, a collaboration between Mike T. Kerr and Nicholas Robertson. That's a record called Mother Trucker 2, part of Mike's Album of the Month subscription series. You can get all of that at MikeTKerr.Bandcamp.com. Thank you, Mike, for all the stories and all the wisdom that you shared. I think this episode pairs nicely with, uh, if you want to go back to episode 10, that's my talk with Nickel S. Robertson. And then we also talked about Jay Swinnerton. And Jay, as you might know, is episode 42. So go back and check those those back, the back uh, episodes, the backlog of industry tactics. And we'll keep pushing forward through this. Uh, thank you for your listenership. I notice a lot of listeners in Columbus, Ohio. So whatever brings you, your fascination with us weirdo Canadians, uh, great we'll take it. Go to FriendlyRich.com to learn more about my work and the podcast and get into the back catalog. And thank you for your subscription and your support. We'll see you again soon on Industry Tactics.